Welcome back to episode 59 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free, where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into the familiar of Zero, Rondo of Princesses. Released in 2008 by Studio JC staff, it has 12 episodes and I continue the series in sub. Saito, after returning from certain death, is back at the academy and things are progressing well with Luis. A dog is a dog and Saito continues to try to bury his bone. That is until the Gandalf year rune begins to fade from the back of his hand. No longer bound to Luis as a familiar or having legendary power, Saito will have to decide what he wants to do with his freedom. Saito got an upgrade in title this season for almost dying in the name of the kingdom. I like Saito being the hope of the commoner, so I didn't want him to accept this new role. When he refused due to losing his power, I was happy. Then when it was re-offered, Louise being rude as always interrupts the conversation. Third time's the charm and Saito agrees to be a knight for the queen. This makes him an aristocrat, which sucked because they've always treated him poorly. Now he's stuck being one. The only positive from this is Saito's new cloak is drippy. Louise started this season like the last. I thought she would finally have respect for Saito and treat him humanely. Luis genuinely seemed distraught at the idea of Saito no longer being her familiar, but is so immature when Saito was not bound to her, she runs off in the woods and gets attacked. Siesta is nice to him, Luis goes to sulk in the carriage. Tifania is happy to see Saito after thinking she would never run into him again. Luis flees once more only to be attacked a second time. This leads to Saito's freedom being short-lived as he is reinstated as a familiar. Luis pushes Saito away when time after time he has proven he chooses to be with her out of love, not because he's contracted as a familiar. If Luis just told Saito the things she thinks while out having one of her pity parties, she wouldn't have to roll around on the floor kissing a pillow. Luis could have the real Saito if she was just honest about her feelings. It pissed me off how Luis treats Saito like trash, then goes to her inner monologue like why doesn't Saito come back after I beat and belittle him? I wonder. Luis never listens to Saito or gives him the benefit of the doubt. She realizes she's wrong and promises to do better, then a new situation occurs and she repeats all these steps. Just watching her make the same mistakes over and over, season after season, really took away from this series. Luis's immaturity was cute in season 1, but after the season 2 end, going back to childish acts like signing a document denouncing big boobs not only wasn't funny, it was annoying. Look what happened the one time Luis was mature and did the right thing turning over her status for Tabitha. Saito praised her for it and thought it was great. Hopefully she will take that lesson and be less of a brat in the future. I think I've made it clear I don't like Luis, but damn if it wasn't embarrassing watching her try to dance on stage in front of everyone. Even I had empathy for her after that cringe. Luis's idol person being season 2's best girl Catalo was her only sweet moment this season. I mentioned in my review for Night of the Twin Moons it was awful of Henrietta asking Luis to massacre the opposition with her void magic. It was nice seeing her remorseful, regretting the decision of putting her friend in such a position. But she was really laying it on thick when telling Saito he couldn't charge in to save Tabitha because it was dangerous. He was literally sent to his death because of Henrietta last season. Henrietta's best moment was in an episode I really enjoyed at the ball where her ideal person is Luis so the mirror gave her that image. Saito misunderstanding and getting fresh with Henrietta once again was hilarious. The one time it was acceptable to run away is Luis seeing her best friend and the guy she likes going in for a kiss at the ball. Once again Dell is that guy and a solid wingman. When Luis was acting crazy as usual, he got Saito to dodge the magnifying glass that would expose him for hooking up with Henrietta. Dell was also the one to point out Saito's familiar contract became void after he died. It was a lifelong agreement, so he fulfilled his duty when dying, which I thought was pretty cool. 
It raises the question if a prisoner doing life behind bars has a heart attack and gets resuscitated, should they be set free? Dell had all the information for tracking down Tiffania. He really is a dope partner. Tiffania is the so-called fairy who brings people back from the dead. Turns out she's actually a half-elf with a magic ring. She saved Saito when he was transported to her forest by Dell after holding off the huge army. Saito was a man when Luis was going at Tiffania. He separated them and told Luis you're not going to disrespect the person who saved my life. I loved how Saito defended Tiffania all season, especially against the bully girls at the academy. Tiffania doesn't want to be a burden to Saito or put him in harm's way when Geish was making Princess Beatrice's bodyguard sound dangerous. Tiffania revealed her secret to the entire class, wanting to handle the problem on her own. This did still lead to a fight, but it helped Tiffania grow and gain confidence. I just wish Tiffania didn't offer to be Beatrice's friend afterwards, even if it did show elves aren't evil. Geish is my guy, but he needs to remember who he's talking to. He gets inside his way because Princess Beatrice has her guards at school and he's big in them up to be a problem. Did he forget Saito is a legendary fighter who wrecks armies in the thousands? What are these glorified babysitters going to do to him? Well, turns out they can disarm Saito fairly easily. Geish stood by Saito during the Inquisition, saving him by flipping the boiling pot of water. He got a well-deserved reward of all the pretty girls crowding his hospital bed after the fight. This is where Geish should have went full playboy. His old flame that constantly plays him hot and cold is all invested in Geish now that he's popular. He should have ditched her permanently. It never crossed my mind Sophie's human form could be a spy. I, like Saito and Big Boy, just blindly believed her story. Geish was smart to question if she was setting a trap. Geish really took the Undying Knight seriously and ditched his status along with Saito to save Tabitha. I have to give him mad respect for that, and Geish's ideal form being himself for the ball was hilarious. Siesta was getting bad last season and her decline continued. Right in the introduction, Saito is about to get some action when she busts through the door blocking. Siesta is turned into an obsessive love-struck girl which is far from her original personality. Siesta came off as ditzy this season, hanging off a of Saito asking, oh, a secret mission, what is it? Where before she was presented as educated and reserved. Siesta tries to get Saito to find a living situation away from Luis. She's even dreaming about him when unconscious or sleeping. Siesta is offering to cook for Saito and do the dishes. No woman agrees to both. It's always an I cook, you clean situation. She's all over him like a servant, not a romantic partner. Henrietta made all of this worse by making Siesta Saito's official maid. Siesta attempted to use a love potion on Saito. Remove the fact they're illegal, I just couldn't see Siesta contemplating doing that in the first season. She has changed for the worse and an entire episode was wasted on this stupid love potion plotline. Sheffield is the mind of God, she is the familiar of Joseph, Tabitha's tyrannical uncle and void magic user. It was fun to see Sheffield making moves this season. When she first tried to kidnap Louise, she came in heavy, swordsman puppet and horde of gargoyle creatures. In her next attempt, she switched to demon wolves. She didn't keep spamming the same monster that failed before. In the final fight, Sheffield rolls up with a giant armored creature for a bunch of kids. She never underestimated an opponent. I freaking hate Louise, she doesn't have any magic at that moment, and even when she does, she's useless. Saito tells her to stay in the carriage as she's the one Sheffield's after. What does Louise do? Gets out to be captured and in the way. Saito said it best, idiot, why did you come back? I was excited to see what weapon from Saito's homeworld would be used to take down the big boss, but this straight off the battleship cannon made no sense. It was cool seeing everyone put in effort attacking this beast and loading the gun, the original squad back in action for a bit. Rondo of Princess's biggest issue for me as a viewer is it did nothing to correct the problems I had with the previous seasons. Knights of the Twin Moon tossed aside our season 1 minor characters and introduced Agnes, Julio, and both of Louise's sisters. After being main focuses, these characters were barely in this season. 
What was the point of building them up to not utilize them later? Rondo of Princesses is doing the same thing, putting so much time into new characters like Tiffany and Sylphie. Tabitha and Geesh did get more screen time this season, but Tabitha's involvement wasn't as interesting as in season 1. Tabitha being a villain was over before it started and lame, but I am happy towards the end of the season Tabitha is protecting Saito from Luis's abuse. Another issue is Colbert Sensei being alive. After all this time, he's just been working away on a giant airplane. Saito grieved for this man. He went to his workshop when he was confused. All the development for mature themes like a marriage between Luis and Saito or dealing with the death of a teacher were completely destroyed now. Now let's get into the nitpicks. Walking in the opening with Delacrosse both shoulders while in other anime would be cool, Saito just cannot pull off that look. Next is Kirke saying I meant to tell you Colbert Sensei hasn't been dead for months but it was never the right time. Woman, are you crazy? It would take two seconds to say hey, Colbert Sensei isn't dead. Agnes would be powerless in arresting Saito, let alone all the other mages at the palace who gave up their status. It made no sense they just gave up and went to jail. They just could have walked away. What is she going to do? And when these clowns are locked up and working on a way out, they should all take turns on the same hole, not digging three separately. Lastly, while Luis is being held hostage, Saito and Tiffany are told not to move. Tiffania then has time to pull out her wand and chant a long-ass spell as the Baron does nothing to stop her. Quote of the series is a singular word. I mentioned in my review of In Another World with a Smartphone, I could listen to the main characters say Shining Javelin all day. I guess I just like the word because Tabitha chucks up an ice spear yelling Javelin and I get the same hype vibes. Best Girl Waifu and Harem Best Girl is Tiffania. Tiffania is the girl Saito deserves. She's always happy to see him, never gives him a hard time, and has a very bouncy personality. Saito got to play with them Tig Biddy, she wasn't a tease like Louise. Now I will say she almost lost this title when she betrayed Saito and Saito with the girls, tackling him in the engine room to have his late night actions revealed by the magnifying glass. Even with this act of disloyalty, no other girl came close to being as good as her this season. Tiffania was sweet, caring, and deserves this title. I will say I was disappointed when her circus costume was conservative at first, but thanks to Kirke, the boys eventually got what they wanted. She's not a waifu to me, but Saito should definitely marry her over Luis, and Tiffania is a welcome addition to my harem. Final thoughts. I mentioned in a previous review I was lucky enough to have one amazing anime after another picked out at random for me. Where I had a great streak of fantastic series all chosen in a row, it was only a matter of time before I had a string of lackluster shows come my way. After Guilty Crown, I wasn't expecting something as mind-blowing, but Love Tyrant, Azuma Flash of the Brave Sword, Yosuga no Sora, and Blue Exorcist weren't to my liking. Maoyu wasn't what I expected, followed up by Izakai Cheat Magician and Actually I Am, along with a few other series that will be released as bonus episodes as I couldn't stand to see them the entire way through. The most enjoyable watch during this time were the two seasons of Familiar of Zero. So I went back to what I knew I'd enjoy to give me a break from sitting through unenjoyable shows. With that being said, it broke my heart that Rondo of Princesses was a huge step down from the previous two seasons. As I mentioned, the series as a whole was developing a pattern of one step forward, two steps back. It only got worse with season three. It reverted back to nonsensical bits that grew tired. I've yet to see season 4, but I hope when I get to it there will be improvements made to the story and some characters. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.